Anybody have a new phone? Oh, yeah. You guys have new phones, don't you? Yes. We do. Yes, we no. do. Yes. Do we not in last week? I'm so confused by this No, point. we didn't have these new phones last week. These are new to the show. I can't remember when times are. How does time work? already over them is that it yeah you didn't, you didn't seem that impressed with our during our discussion in the slack well, this is the least <laughs> meaningful iphone upgrade i think i've ever done like it just in terms of what's different for it's uh, a typical user going from the whatever we had before the iphone 11 to these iphone 12 pros like it's nothing <laughs> He's not wrong. It's the same phone. <laughs> we He's just don't care about wrong. phones anymore. Sorry, audience. We're we're over phones. We're Apple basically. Watch people. Come on. I like it just fine. I'm very <laughs> yeah. pleased with the phone. Sure. It, it feels good. I like the weight. I like the you know speediness. But it feels like it's basically the exact same phone. I just hate my case very much, and I think I'm going to go caseless. Although I haven't done it yet. I did put a case on. Mm. I eventually I caved. I just felt so nervous. I've been so used to carrying a case for the last several years that I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get get a cheap case, put it on. And so far, fine. would you consider just carrying the case in a separate pocket and the phone in the other? Like you could still carry a case that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems weird and not useful. <laughs> how about a, how about a case that's more of a concept than an actual Ooh. case, Ooh, like an idea, like a case from my mind, mm-hmm. a mind case? <laughs> Maybe it's your mind that needs the case. Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> I know at mine this does. point. <laughs> if you're wondering when the pandemic caused me to crack, <laughs> about seven months in, <laughs> I'm now at the stage. <laughs> of things where I have a special little bowl on my nightstand for pills. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know which ones they are. I just grab a handful and pop them. <laughs> just you're right. I found them in my closet and I poured them in the Seemed bowl. Good. <laughs> Daddy's candy. <laughs> I would also be okay with a bowl of candy next to my bed. Both of those things are mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, I think Lex is right. I mean, here's the here's the thing: the upgrades this year. I mean, the I agree with Lex. the The industrial design of the phone is gorgeous. I like it a lot. I prefer it to the iPhone 11 and prior uh, case style. Um, I like the color, although I wish it was more you, like. So the you 12. like the you like the the you like the straight edges the flat rather sides. than the curved yeah, edges. I'm a fan. I like yeah. it, but I, I think I even like the way it feels more than the way it looks on that side. I, I, I don't know what your butt was going to be, and I'm very curious about Dan's butt. But the, <laughs> I, I wish Apple that's for rebound let prime the colors, members. <laughs> I wish <laughs> that Apple let the colors on iPhones Pro yes be slightly more vibrant. I don't know, saturated, colorful, yeah. vibrant, exactly. Yeah, because, I, I like, think the iPhone you can't tell that my phone's blue <laughs> looks gorgeous. And you know, I've talked to several people, including I think Jason Snell in his review they wrote over on Six Colors talks about how he prefers the styling of the 12 and is frustrated that you have to choose between do you want the extra camera features or do you want the aesthetics that you want and i agree because i think i think that's an issue in a lot of cases like um you know i think about like when i bought a car many years ago and like there were features that i wanted on like the higher end car but it came with things aesthetic choices i didn't care for like oh you can do that but you have to get like leather seats and it's like i don't want leather seats in my car but that's the only option <laughs> if you want to get those features and it's just it's right. it's the way they're differentiating things and i think it's a shame because they do seem to think that pro means stodgy and no fun essentially <laughs> <laughs> like this show that's like it's like if your iphone was wearing a necktie i think it's the opposite of this you show. can get the you can get the 12 pro but it wears a full suit and a tie sorry that's just the way it is <laughs> but i think the even on the feature front is the thing like 
there's not that much that's that's quickly and easily digestible as like here's a new thing you can do like sure you can take night mode portraits but that feels like a thing that we're not doing that much of these days because where right. when are we out at night <laughs> yeah and it's also something you have to kind of you know go out of your way to use right like it's a feature it's yeah. like oh hold on, let me let me turn the lights down low why don't you come here and i'll take your portrait with night mode. <laughs> please, please don't talk like that come on john <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the 5g thing which is basically as far as i can tell unimportant meaningless <laughs> like i just right now i don't have access to it on any of my so i have i actually have a dual sim phone again and i can't use it on at&t because i don't have a plan that supports 5g and i can't use it on my other uh plan which is mint mobile because though it does support 5g the iphone currently when it's in dual sim mode does not support 5g (laughs) so i have nothing i meanwhile have 5g and how do you feel about 5g lex when you leave the house and use your 5g network when i turn off wi-fi at home inside my house I don't have 5G, even though I'm in a 5G coverage area for T-Mobile, but they say it doesn't typically work inside places. Cool. Um, It does work. You know, I've been, you know, around New Jersey at various places outside or even in my car, and I see there that it is on 5G. I think I sent you guys one speed test I did just at some random friend's backyard. And, you know, it wasn't um, like the insane speeds that some people have shown, but it was much faster than I'm accustomed to on a cellular connection. I still, I think still better than Moltz's connection. (laughs) It was, it was 51 down <laughs> and 12 yeah, my, up. My wired connection. Which is, yeah. again, which is fine, but, like, what's the practical application of that for you? What? How did that real world impact you aside from, like, let me, let me take a speed test with big numbers? So the image I sent you in iMessage went through really fast <laughs> to show you my Tell me more. Of how fast it was. <laughs> my tweets posted without any hesitation. Uh, no, there's, I mean, it's... You're really selling it now. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, uh, it's mostly helpful for wanting to do things with low latency, right? So if you're browsing the web and it doesn't seem like it's choking on a slow cell connection, I did note that, right? Like that the web was as fast as I would expect it to be on my computer at home. And that's good. Yeah. But like, I think it, it's it, for it, most it's, people, it's probably an incremental update as far as that goes. I mean, it's nice, but I think, again, it's not something that it's like, it's not a destination feature. It's not something like, oh, I'm going to go use 5G for something right now, right? It's not like when they add a separate lens, it's like, oh, I can take a telephoto shot. Like, that's cool. That's something I'm going to go try out where it's like, I don't know, 5G feels like a means to an end. But I mean, it's fine. It's just not, it's, I don't think it's going to change anybody's life. I don't think that's a ground shaking new feature. Maybe when we're all, you know, going out of our houses again and 5G has been deployed in a few more places uh, and the speeds keep coming up a little bit. Yeah, long term, sure. It'll be nice to have. But right now, today, I, yeah. I wouldn't run out and get a phone because of that. Right. So I just yeah, like that yeah. my phone is faster than Moltz's phone. That matters to me. <laughs> it's bigger than Moltz's phone, too, let me tell you. And it's about to be even bigger mm. than my phone. <laughs> bigger. I mean, that's the only, and that's the real reason I'm going to get, I'm going to get the, the mini. I mean, a bit, it's basically the size. The only reason I'm doing it is because, like I said, Verizon is going to give me basically what I paid for, for my SE2. So I'm not losing any value in the phone that I bought already this year. So might as well. Lex, have you done anything with MagSafe? Do you have anything MagSafe compatible? No, I haven't even 
charged via chi on the new phone because i just always have a cable somewhere that i plug it into i am gonna i think buy an se2 to be more like molts but um i was telling dan via text when my when friedman children in this family turn 13 they get a phone and as i told dan friedman children other families no no vouching for them <laughs> when you give them these phone it, you should know that they're the last one of all their friends to have a phone and it's not fair right. but mm-hmm. nothing is fair. that's when they get them and you know I, and you don't I understand considered, them. yes i considered keeping my old 11 and like doing a series of hand-me-downs to, so that my newly 12 year old could have the, a phone that already exists but like the the price is still the, the trade-in value is so high that it's that's more phone than i need to spend if that makes right. sense so i think right. i'm gonna go with the se2 and that'll be a, a perfectly fine phone for a 12 year old who is mostly quarantined at home it's a small yeah. ipad it's a good phone i mean it's a, i like the phone there's and there's nothing wrong with it other than the fact that it's just, she's a again, small kid. it's too big so it's like it's <laughs> not, i i want i i think i've been pretty clear about the kind of size phone i want tell, tell us again john tell us the story <laughs> you're just again. joining the, the show <laughs> come on george tell the story Let me tell you how the rating system works <laughs> <laughs> Uh dear. Small phones are a real biff. <laughs> I do have a MagSafe charger. Um, I plugged it into the USB-C charger for, I think, last year's phone, which is like an 18-watt charger. And it works okay, but I did note that when I was restoring my phone, and it was thus downloading everything from iCloud, it could not produce enough power in order to compensate for the amount of power being drained by the restoring from iCloud, which was a fun <laughs> scenario to be in. <laughs> so it's like keeping it almost level. But You ended up doing a restore from iCloud, and I know that your first restore from iCloud failed. How did your second restore go? It went fine. That was a lot. It went as I think the first one should have. I think I ran into a conflict with... Um, I had done a ba- I had started an iCloud backup on the old phone, and then when I restored it's like oh your backup is still the old backup do you want me to force your old phone to do a new backup and i was like sure and i think it was already doing one and it tried to do another one and it got confused and so (laughs) i eventually after it gave me increasingly longer like progress bars like oh it'll take 20 minutes 30 minutes an hour two hours three hours when it said three hours i was like i'm restarting this whole process (laughs) and then it went it took like 10 minutes and it was fine (laughs) 10 minutes so as dan knows because i text him all my woes i tried the the new option i, I guess i don't know if it's new in ios it's 14 it's been around for what? a couple i think a couple year a year maybe it's it's brand new like dan said mm-hmm. and you can tra- <laughs> but it was an option to transfer the data from phone to phone directly right. yeah and my annoyance with icloud backups is that i feel like they used to be better at keeping you logged in in various apps and recently are not good the past couple years i've just ended up having to log into everything again which annoys me so i decided to try the phone to phone which took a very long time locking both phones Mm. (laughs) so you could not use either one for any purpose and it took i think probably all told so uh, 90 minutes wow. i would say I, I i can't understand this i can't explain it i won't don't even try to ask me to because i will not but i was i would say that i remained logged into like 80 percent of apps and then some apps i wouldn't <laughs> I, and i don't know why and i don't know if you have this experience dan but i have found that whenever i set up a new phone i don't get push notifications from apps until i have launched them again at least once mm. on the new phone don't know i i had some weird experiences with push notifications where it gets started there's like one shortcut thing I had set up that's like an automation trigger and it just started firing that repeatedly <laughs> like five times literally in the space of a minute and I was like I don't know what's going on there but I'm turning that off 
I do notice some things don't come up as auto, as as push notifications, but I hadn't really been paying attention to it. I will say I did have to log into almost everything, and I'm sure a lot of that depends on just sort of how the authentication tokens work for that. Like Twitter, for example, Tweetbot, I always have to re-log in to, to all my Tweetbot stuff. I assume it's maybe generating a credential or something that it needs to regenerate. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, and it's still frustrating, too. Like, I, I hate when I haven't used... Uh, an app for a while so like i was at the grocery store and i wanted to use my you know barcode scan thing to to get my discounts and i was i got up to the register i was like oh, i'm not logged in and it requires two-factor authentication so like as i'm getting checked out i'm like frantically typing trying to enter all my information keychain has mostly made this stuff better although i wish that apple would do some sort of two-factor system that worked easier like I, I use authy and i like authy just fine but it's still annoying just the workflow is annoying right enter your enter your keychain password it asks for a two-factor password you got to leave the app you got to go to Authy. you got to find the right thing you got to copy it you got to go back you got to paste it you got to log in like it seems like that system could be smoother uh if apple decided it wanted to do it like the kind of way where it does with like the sms messages where it just like automatically does the little pop-up thing which is great well Jealous yet, Maltz? <laughs> no, well, I'm, I'm going to do, gonna this, have to do this anyways. A couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, so other than that, I will say the phone is fine. And I think the biggest impetus for me upgrading this year was because of being on the upgrade plan and because of going down a capacity, I'm saving money. So that feels good, I guess. And I do think that Dan's strategy there is is with merit. going from Because I always worry when I'm buying fixed storage devices and try to get as big as I can afford because you can't upgrade them. But Dan's point was, if you're only going to have it for a year, it doesn't have to be future-proof if you're going to be able to keep trading it in. And actually, the other thing that I appreciated about doing the trade-in this year was the reminder that you get Apple Care Plus as part of it, which I can use the reminders on, because Apple Care Plus gets you multiple, I think, coverages for accidental damage, which is going to give me the confidence to go without a case, I think. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't screw it up too bad. I, how does it work? If I if I smash it, what are, what are they going to charge me with Apple Care Plus? They still charge nine hundred dollars. I don't remember. They still charge you a de- uh, a decent amount. I felt like, but it's yeah. not. I mean, it's not the replacement cost of a phone, right? It's still no. much cheaper than a phone. Two incidents of accidental damage protection every twelve months. Each incident is subject to the service fees listed below plus applicable tax. So if it's screen damage, it is only apparently. $29. However, if it's any other accidental damage, it's $100. Got it. So, I only intend to damage the screen. Yeah. So, it should be fine. <laughs> well, you got ceramic shield, man. Um, it's first, all, yeah, all apparently set. that's apparently that's pretty good. That's significantly yeah, I've better seen, I read. The reports I've seen is it's not any more scratch proof, which I know Lex was complaining about the previous week about worrying about scratching up the phone, but it is more shatter proof. Yeah. I think the answer is you can get one or the other. There's not really a good solution for getting both of those things. You know what there is a good solution for, though, Dan? (laughs) Getting clothes that fit just right. This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by our old friends at Indochino. Having clothes that fit just right can be a huge confidence booster, and that can be kind of difficult, especially when you're between sizes in an item of clothing. That's why I, Lex Friedman, love it when I find something that fits just right. Three Bear style. Indochino started out on the belief that custom clothing shouldn't cost a fortune, and it feels good to wear clothes that look good. It makes it feel good. Uh, In the next year... Uh, I actually know in uh, a month or so, I'm attending an outdoor bar mitzvah. And uh, as I mentioned on this very program, I will be wearing an Indochino suit. 
and it will keep me warm and I will look fantastic. Uh, both Dan Morin and I have done the Indochino experience. Uh, Dan did it in a in-person store and I did a virtual style consultation online. Uh, so give your wardrobe a style upgrade with Indochino. You can get made-to-measure clothing at great prices, including suits, blazers, shirts, and coats. You get to customize everything from the fabric and lining to the lapel shape and monogram. The choice is all yours. Your clothing is then made to your exact measurement, so it fits you perfectly. And since your order is made to your exact measurements, that's the same thing they just had me say. <laughs> that's the same <laughs> sentence twice. But either way, it fits it's you that perfectly. Important. Always. Indochino's Black Friday event is on now because uh, tis the season. This is the best time to buy as they're offering their lowest prices of the year, including custom suits from just $289. And with a promo code rebound, you'll save an extra $30 on any purchase of $399 or more. You can shop online at Indochino.com or visit any Indochino showroom. That's Indochino.com, promo code rebound. Our thanks to Indochino for their support of The Rebound. Don't forget, use promo code rebound. Rebound. Hashtag rebound. Apparently there's yet another re- uh, we were just pointed out by a listener. That there's a new podcast called the rebound. So I guess we should just close it up here. Wait, is this the, <laughs> is this a third? This is a third one, right? Yeah. There's like, there's like a, there was one a couple weeks ago that accidentally used our Twitter name, which was hilarious. Cause they were about like supply chains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's about basketball, which I guess is a little more uh, reasonable more than this show. Really? I, I don't understand why you, Lex. You're you're a podcast <laughs> maven. Why would you launch a show when there's already a show with the same name? I mean, that seems dumb. You can't you can't uh, copyright a show name. I'm not copywriting it. I just think it's a bad idea for like your SEO no, and I, your discoverability and stuff. Uh, well, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get the the Moltz Moore and Friedman <laughs> rebound effect, right? They, just, ah, they the want bump. some of our sweet sweet. Exactly. They want the bump, the rebound okay. bump. Sure. I don't. I don't think there are so many podcasts. I don't think you can name one. Without without reusing a name now. I will be frank. When I named the show Friendly Competition on the Incomparable Podcast Network, there were no other shows that I found called Friendly Competition. And then after I launched it, I had people yell at me because they had a show called Friendly Competition. So it happens to the best and worst of us. I myself have been guilty. <laughs> Which one are you? <laughs> I'm a good one. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to tell you, can I tell you about a fun, uh, fun in quotes, weird bug that I've discovered this week? Oh, please. That's what we're here for. Please do. I have my old pair of... This is your pick, though. Bo- it's not a pick. <laughs> I have a pair of the Bose QC35 um, noise-canceling headphones, which I used for a long time, but I've been using my AirPods Pro pretty much all the time. And yeah, the other day, I'm sitting there, I'm trying to play something off my iPad, and there's no audio coming out. And I turn on, you know, I check the audio output, and it says it's outputting to the Bose headphones. And I'm like, well, that's weird. I must have left them on when I, you know, I let my wife borrow them a, a few days ago. Um, and so I go and check, and I'm like, there's your problem. They're off. I think they're off. And so I, you know, switch it on, switch it off again, fine, goes away. Then it happens again. And what I've discovered is the headphones no longer stay turned off. <laughs> you can flick the physical switch to turn them off. And then eventually they just turn themselves on again without you doing anything. <laughs> and what's annoying about that is they will just become the default audio output of one of my devices. So I'll be sitting there and trying to switch audio. I'm like, why is there no sound coming out? And it's like, oh, it's outputting to a set of headphones in a drawer <laughs> in a carrying case, <laughs> uh, which is really irritating. 
I have been trying to get support from Bose. I Googled around for a bit and found this is a known issue because there's like... Yeah, I, th- I thought I remember you said that, that other people have this problem. It's a known issue that they won't acknowledge? That yes, right? that's right. Because there's a spring that breaks, essentially. Like there's like a switch and it has a little spring inside. And I think the spring fails and essentially it, it like, you know, pops the, the switch back on again or something. And there's like long threads on the Bose site. And it's like, all right, if you call in... And, and on the springs apparently and if you if you call into the support and you like bother them enough they'll make an exception and give you a new set of headphones otherwise you know they'll walk you through a bunch of stuff and i don't know charge you replacement fees or make you buy a new set or something and i'm on trying to use the text you know the business chats like apple's business oh, chat thing yeah. and mm-hmm. it walked me through like an entire automated process where it's like give us your serial number try this try this and i kept being like Tried it. No. Tried it. Didn't help. Didn't help. And it's like, all right, I'm sending this information to a live agent. That was yesterday at like, I don't know, in the afternoon. Today at noon, I get a response like, oh, hello, my name is such and such. How may I help you? I respond. Nothing. (laughs) That was four hours ago. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's terrible. (laughs) It's like, I don't understand why this is an option. I have a not entirely dissimilar problem with my Powerbeats Pro. I did any. I did um, encourage various people to buy Powerbeats Pro on Prime Day. So I have a couple of friends who bought them and who are liking them. But they don't. The 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 headphones themselves don't always want to make perfect contact with the charging mechanism in the case. Uh, you can do that. You know, you can't help but seat AirPods properly, in my view. But you know, the the Beats ones don't slide into a holder. They just kind of get placed in a case. And so when they don't make perfect contact, and you really do have to give them some extra oomph sometimes I find to get them to seat properly, then they are available and they think they're in your ear when they're inside the closed case. And so my computer will keep trying to send output to them and it's very, very annoying. So I empathize with you, Dan. Mine I can figure out like I got to open the case and just sometimes I have to take them out and push them down again because just mm-hmm. pushing them down isn't enough. I don't know. But it's very annoying. <laughs> And uh, I feel for you. That's all. I just want you to know I hear you, and I see you, and I feel for you. The members of this podcast are here for you, Dan. I tried to mute in order to sneeze, but I also felt like I had to respond to Lex, and that really went badly in every way. (laughs) So you responded to me with a sneeze. Dan, uh, this is nothing to sneeze at. Yep. That was the only answer. (laughs) King Solomon, eat your heart out. We doing picks? <laughs> well, I got. I'm gonna. I've got another. I got another update for you because I know you're very interested in this. Please, Mac Mini. How do you guys feel Mini. about security cameras? <laughs> oh no! Oh boy! This is, this is this is the Dan's Dan's Mac Mini of 2020 Saga Two. I uh, Moltz, can you do the uh, the security camera theme song? <laughs> security cams! Security <laughs> cams! That's it. Time for it. updates on security so cams. Worth it. In my new ringtone. Uh, also, the alert I get when my security camera detects something. It's available as a ringtone exclusively to Rebound Prime Plus subscribers. Uh, I, so I got the... the I returned the Eufy's, as I mentioned. I, got, I ordered a pair of Logitech Circle 2s that are wireless. They have like a little battery thing. These are interesting cameras because they essentially have different mounts and they could be wired or wireless depending on like, so you can sort of like disconnect them and pop them into a different mount, which seemed very clever. And I was all here for that until I discovered literally as I was setting them up that the wireless ones are not compatible with HomeKit, apparently according to some decision that Apple has made or so Logitech says. 
However, yeah. somebody found online that, that there's a trick where essentially you you cover literally a pin with electrical tape and you can trick it into thinking it's a wired camera uh, and then set it up with HomeKit. Unfortunately, it seems like that drains the battery very quickly, which also is not a surprise. So I played around with that for an afternoon and decided, fuck it, no, this is not worth my trouble. And I also returned those. <laughs> so I don't know where I'm at right now, other than I've been eyeballing, there's this, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Wise, W-Y-Z-E, um, which makes some smart home Sounds stuff. Sounds like potato chips. Including a, y, a, a security camera. Uh, their security camera costs twenty dollars <laughs> like well twenty dollars that, that i can afford to blow on this um i think it's a it is required that it's uh plugged in but i think what i'm going to do now maybe if i if i go to the next level with this is just put it in the window facing the door and just deal with that uh rather than trying to mount it outside on the house yeah. and deal with like recharging stuff yeah um because that seems so way easier i uh I was I was not going to share my camera update because of how much will upset Maltz, but I will. Because <laughs> I use uh, I use Blink outdoor cameras, and then I, I just, on Prime Day, did get a Blink indoor camera as well. That one's a wired one. The outdoor ones are, are batteries. And the outdoor ones use double A's. And I think I mentioned on this very podcast not that long ago that I've had them for 18 months plus, and they've never died. And then the a week after that, the front camera started sending me a notification to let me know my batteries are going to die soon. And I ignored it because I was like, well, let's just run it to the ground. Like, let's let's kill every drop. When it drops off, then it'll go. Uh, and then the next day is like, the batteries are now dead. Uh, <laughs> I can't reach that camera anymore. And I was like, okay. And then I got, what well, you know, uh, well, Moltz wouldn't, but Dan would know that sometimes you get these mysterious notifications on your Echoes. And it gets like a yellow ring if it's one of the mm. ones that has the ring lights on them. Mm -hmm. And it plays a strange sound. And I always, I used to always struggle to figure out, like, I was like, you know machine what do you want to tell me like what is it what's up and you have to say what are my notifications or what are my messages depending and it was like i just want to let you know that the batteries died on your blink camera and if you'd like to order new ones you can just tell me right now and i'll do it for you <laughs> and it makes total sense to me i even appreciate that amazon can do this but i did acknowledge that most would find this horrifyingly creepy that amazon was like hey we noticed yeah. that your you batteries are dead on your camera we could gladly <laughs> replace them for you and we can happily charge it's just double a's like i have plenty i don't need it but i appreciated it and hated it all the yeah. same time. i'm really looking forward to when amazon dispatches someone to deliver your batteries and they also replace your batteries while you're at it and then you don't you don't realize <laughs> by the way We've replaced your batteries for you. We were, I was, I had visions of getting like a whole like set of cameras and doing the whole, you know, making sure the whole, we could see down by the garage, we could see the front door. And I was um, looking at the ones that you originally got down with the, um, the Eufy ones, the Eufy ones. Yeah. And, and they were hemming and hawing for a while about whether or not, it, you know, when it was going to be HomeKit compatible. And so, I, and, and I didn't want to wait a whole bunch of time and so i ended up i just i punted basically and i got a wired logitech circle thing and mm. put it in the front window and i someday when all of this gets ironed out maybe we'll <laughs> you know think about getting a better system that gets more coverage but for now i'm just like none of this seems to work right and <laughs> yeah it, there's a lot in here that has seemingly improved because there was at first like the HomeKit compatibility and then they added the secure video storage stuff but the secure video like the logitech when i when i was trying to use that even to use that on the wired cameras the firmware was beta firmware yep. 
that you had to specifically update to. Yep. And they're like, oh, and if you need to revert, you need to call us. And it's like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> it is dumb. And I did it. <laughs> I, yeah. So, But I thought it was 100 bucks, right? I forget how much those things were. They weren't hugely expensive you know, for these kinds of things. And I thought, well, I, I can now I can see who's at the front door. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is. It doesn't work as well as so I'd hoped I, is, the, is the thing, right? Like, it just <laughs> no, seems like can't. it's not quite all there yet. But it's frustrating. I mean, the real answer to this, as I was discussing with Jason on our Six Colors podcast last week, is, you know, Apple needs to make its own smart home stuff if it really wants to yeah. be in this market, I think. Right. Like, I think your answer is, let's let's leave it to the third parties to make stuff that works with our software. It's never going to work right. No, it's not. So... I think they have to lead by example. I'd love to see them come out with a small line of things. Like, it doesn't have to be huge. You could right. do a camera. You could do a smart plug. Like, do do a handful of things and just show. I the, think it would do do way better than the HomePod. Yeah, sure. I think it, it might even boost HomePod sales as like a home hub thing. Who yeah. knows, right? Like, you could make it or work better together. Yeah. So I, I think. I, I'm sad that Apple has not decided to go that direction because I think they would make some good stuff. Yep. Um, and they had, as Jason pointed out, they got that whole home little house set they built, right? <laughs> it seems like a great opportunity to talk about smart home stuff. Oh, well. <laughs> they built the sets. They built the sets. <laughs> I, my my kids had asked if for Halloween I could make our smart bulbs that are out front in our two front lights um, be purple and orange. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that purple had qualified as a Halloween color, but apparently it did. And I was willing to do this for my kids, but knew that I had for a long time been ignoring the fact that a long, long time ago, I switched to Eero and changed my Wi-Fi network and never put those lights back mm. on because they still functioned as lights, which is what I use them for 99% of the time, not colorful things or anything else, just lights. So I had to figure out how to repair them. Oh, boy. And it was not miserable, but it was annoying. You know, the, those are the the old LifeX lights are the kind where to pair them, you have to get them to create their own Wi-Fi network that you connect to briefly, if you remember that kind of dance yep. for some yep. products. And to do so, you have to flick a tiny little switch on them to get them to, you know, forget their Wi-Fi settings and, and make themselves available. But you have to do that while they're turned on. And when the blinding light of the bulb was in my face, it was very hard to see the, <laughs> the switch <laughs> to do it. But I got it done. I want you guys to know I got it done, and it was fine. And now I'm purple and orange at night outside. So nice. this house has Halloween spirit. I uh, reinstalled. I haven't. I had a really old Wemo switch, one of the ones, the Insight switch, which can actually measure mm. electricity draw. And I we had got our first electricity bill for the new house, and it was like a little higher than I expected, given that we don't live there right now. And so the the only two things we could figure out were like we had left the fridge plugged in, which I've now remedied. Um, but also we were running a dehumidifier in the basement because my wife thought there was it was too damp down there. Uh, and so I hooked it up. It, that took a little work to get that, like with the Wemo Lex's lovely Wemo experience. Uh, but I eventually got it working. The main downside with it is it does not; it's too old to be HomeKit compatible. So I have to go to the Wemo app to specifically check it. But it is at least nice that I can look at it and it does report like how much power is it drawing right now? How much power has it drawn overall? What is the estimated cost of that? Essentially, like if you run it for a month, um, which is is handy to know. I wish the newer plugs, I think they've done away with that functionality mostly, but it is a cool little add on to be able to have. I think I've discussed this a bit, but it's why my family hates me. (laughs) Do either of you have uh, humidity detectors? I do have I we because of that we put a um Eve degree in the basement over there, which is home kit a home kit uh temperature slash humidity sensor. So okay. we do use that and monitor it. 
Uh, and then I have another one of those uh, in the apartment as well. All right. I have a, an actual water detector, but not a humidity detector. I have a flood and freeze sensor. I always okay. wondered how does What's that the, how that works. Yeah. Right. I'm like, what is it? What? How does it detect the water? Does it sit on the floor? It sits on the floor. Ah, okay. okay. And so, but you ha- presumably then the water has to get to a certain point. Only, only way steep, though. Yes. <laughs> so I have it where I'm concerned about water. I'm finally replacing my, my basement doors at some point, but um, they let water. Okay. So I have a, a ring water sensor there. And it, for, <laughs> I don't know why this is how Ring chooses to do it. And you can change how this works. But Moltz likes that it's Amazon's. But when when it happens, we noticed you have water. Maybe you'd like to look at these other kinds <laughs> <Yeah>. of water. <laughs> yeah. No, basically the the echo goes. Would you like some towels? But they. But yeah, it's uh they call right away. So if I if if my phone's on do not disturb or whatever, so I don't get the notification, I still get the phone they call, call from them you. That's like hey. So weird. if you, you can turn that off, but they call you for water. <laughs> Because they want you to know that there's do they water. do they have a really is it a really panicked voice like Lex there's water in the basement? It I is would a hope human. So. It's not a machine. I know that's human. what worries yeah. me. Yeah. Are they freaked out? Are they very empathetic? I will say, apropos of nothing, years ago I was out staying with a uh, hanging out with a friend in Western Massachusetts, and on the way home, my parents asked me to check in on their house because there had been a heavy rainstorm, and their basement occasionally got a little bit of water in like their little trap there. Uh, and they were out of town. And so I was like, all right, sure, I'll stop by. So I uh, drove in the, I go open the basement. I turn the light on. There's like fucking eight inches of water in the, like there is probably more than that. There's probably a couple feet of water in the basement. I was like, holy shit. Like that was literally the most water I've ever seen inside a house. And so I'm like, I don't even know who to call about this. Like, I'm like, I, I want to turn the electricity off because like that seems bad but i don't want to go into the water to have to go to the panel yeah, and turn the electricity right. off so that ended up being a whole thing but i will never forget the startlement of like turning on the basement light and seeing water like on the second or third step of the basement yeah. stairs yeah. just feel well, like this two, is, i mean we've had we've had perennial problems with water in the basement but two times now the water source for the ice maker or the refrigerator mm. has you know, either the hose has been damaged or the second the second time the filter like just sprung a leak, just popped and was shooting water behind the unbeknownst to us behind the refrigerator. And, um, you know, finally, finally was coming out the ceiling in the basement when the finished part of the basement. So I've been thinking <laughs> about getting a humidity detector for, for down there for so I can mm. be notified slightly earlier the fact that. <laughs> The freaking ice maker is leaking all over the downstairs. I I turned off the line for our ice maker. But why would you go with humidity one versus like a water one? Well, maybe. I mean, not, but I guess where would I put that? I put that in the back of the behind the refrigerator. Yeah, just right under yeah. it somewhere. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. For attentive listeners wondering why I said that this is why my family hates me, just to be clear, since I never finished that thought, <laughs> we knew. They all know. Dan was talking about monitoring power, and I have the the power walls, so I can check and see, you know how much power the entire house is consuming at any given time and so when kids leave lights on or whatever i show them the impact of them having left the lights on in their room <laughs> and i can show them in real time look when you turn this off we're going to go from using 1.1 kilowatt hour to 1.0 and i yeah so that's nice. how it is so breaking news we ready for breaking news breaking news uh, uh breaking yeah, news I'm ready. uh it's it's a pick from John already. John, John yeah, see. it's a pick for the future. John Stewart is going to be returning to television to do a current affairs series for Apple, according to the Hollywood Reporter. That sounds pretty great. I mean, we'll watch. 
Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I I've missed him a lot, and every time he pops up on you know Colbert or something like that, I often watch those clips just because I really I enjoy his work. Yeah, and uh, I I think it'll be interesting because apparently it's an hour long and it's a single subject, so it feels like perhaps a little bit more um, you know John right. Oliver. But I also can't quite tell how comedic it's likely to be because he has done a lot more serious stuff in recent years, you know, investigating right. and, and his advocacy for the, um, you know, the first responders for, from 9-11 and stuff like that. And so I'm kind of curious to see if this is something that is, uh, you know, an entertaining uh, look at, at current events or whether it's more of a hard-hitting look right. at current events. But certainly, certainly a big, quite a coup. Yeah, they must have, uh, they must have shoveled quite a, quite a bit of money exactly. out of <laughs> in order to do this. I don't think they've said yet what the number is, but it's got to yeah. be a big number. Because he doesn't need to do it. <laughs> but yeah, like you, I can't tell from the first story if it's uh, if it's going to be comedic. It, it does seem weird, though, to have Jon Stewart host a show on current yeah. events and not have him be funny. I think that's yeah. why people would tune so, in, I'm curious to know what it will be. Right. Yeah. yeah. It would be a great way to get people to watch the first episode and then no And then just not be funny episode. for the rest of it. Sure. Yeah. Get depressed about it. We don't do political prognostication on this podcast. <laughs> but um, That's for the bonus that's since the last. That's since four years ago now. <laughs> Um, multiple aims me, just to be clear, but I, uh, I am curious to know how much appetite people are going to have, assuming significant political headwind changes in the U.S. How much appetite will people have to watch pithy political or listen to pithy political commentary? Like, will people just take say, "Hey, let's have some boring time now"? <laughs> like, I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I'm, I am curious about it. Like, what's going to happen to Pot Save America if the political uh, world in the U.S. changes dramatically? No. I don't. We still we got a lot of cleanup to do, so. Also, I mean, not this place is trashed. I don't know if you noticed. Just to be clear, yeah, n- news news <laughs> doesn't stop, right? Like, it's not like, ah, oh, there's no news now. It just feels, it'll feel maybe, maybe it will feel like there's no news or less news because now it feels like there less, is always yeah. news. It is news. News is happening. And the news won't always be horrible, maybe, I think is the hope. Maybe? <laughs> but maybe it won't always be rage-inducing. I don't know, Lex, <laughs> I've been hurt before. <laughs> By you. <laughs> Uh, in case you guys are wondering, uh, I think you know that like when I want to do my Obama impression, I have to work on uh, now look like that. I use the words now look to get in. If it's if it's Trump, I got to believe me, and that's how I can kind of get into it. And what I'm working on right now for Biden is, is folks, folks. Yeah, it's folks, definitely folks. I'm using even folks tweets. I mean, is you know so whoever does his Twitter account does that, which is I think which is good. You think it's not Joe? You don't think it's Joe tapping the buttons on that phone? <laughs> is, is this you're blowing the Sorry, story? I'm right very over. cynical. <laughs> I remember when I used to think it wasn't Trump tweeting. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Folks. Oh, dear. Uh, time for Bonus picks. episode. Yeah, wh- why oh. don't we save the picks for the bonus episode and just call it a day right here? By All the right. way, if you want to hear those picks, re- <laughs> prime.reboundcast.com. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> Our sweet, sweet picks. Lex laughs so hard off mic. <laughs> We didn't, we didn't have any questions from uh, listeners this week? Oh, shit, we did. Don't end the show yet. Thank you, Dan. Oh, okay. I believe a question came in today uh, dun, 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 from E-Man. I'm going to make sure there are no other questions that I've missed. There are. Here we go. First, this is from Robert Watkins. First, thanks for the Ted Lasso recommendations. I joined Rebound Prime just so I could thank you for bringing that show to my attention. That's really nice. Second, collectively or individually, how many cats own you? Because cats own you, not the other way around. <laughs> Uh, well, I lent a lot of money to a cat <laughs> in 1994, uh, and it's still paying it off. So I guess that's one. 
No, that joke didn't land. I thought it was funny. That's Get a, collector no, joke. Not really? I mean, I, I, was there? <laughs> answer the question, Dan. I'm, I'm, I'm very allergic to cats, so I have zero cats. Uh, my wife is also. My wife is very allergic to cats, and I have never owned a cat in my entire life. My wife is also allergic to cats, <laughs> and her name is Cat, which is ironic in wow. some weird way, I guess. Uh, so yeah, no, no felines in this household, anyways. One cat, <laughs> two dogs, two dogs here, one dog here. Uh, Jay Graves no writes. It's been a while since I thought about asking you a question. My friend Bradford and I have taken to doing the it's been a while joke in our everyday lives. So much so that both of our wives are fairly annoyed by it. I can I can imagine. Do any of you who also do the it's been a while joke at inappropriate times? And if so, are your wives annoyed by it? I would not. I do it all the time. I don't know that there is an inappropriate time to do it. Unless it's like you're listening to a eulogy. And it's like, well, it's been a while. Oh, there's, then it would be inappropriate. <laughs> there are many inappropriate but, times to do it. I can confirm. That's the only one only one and uh, my wife i wouldn't say is annoyed by it she is accustomed to it my kids demand it my kids and actually my coworkers. if somebody says it in a meeting when we're on like a, a zoom call or whatever somebody says it all eyes turn to my screen right they all, all turn to my face to see will i will i do it and so your audience demands it sometimes mm. so uh lex i just need to express to you that i'm a little i don't know what the right adjective is here is it jealous I'm, I th- I feel like that's our thing. Are you thinking like you're taking our thing and you're exporting it into other scenarios? And that's just, I don't know. I feel a little less special. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. By the way, I'm so glad you asked me that question because I'm finding old questions we never answered. <laughs> so here's one from ifix.cz. You had one job. Uh, hey, I'm paying you. So you have to try this at home. What happens if you take two Macs with USB-C and connect them with a charging cable? Will the one which is more charged no, charge the Macs. other? And what happens oh, yes, when the one being charged eventually has more charge than the ones which was charging or will it just peacefully explode? <laughs> well, I can't. You, you have enough, to have two laptops then, right? I did this this past weekend. Yeah. yeah. This, so you're saying if you have two laptops right. with USB-C and they're connected to them, I, I, I have done this oh, only when one of them is plugged in. And so then it was just like a power flow where they were mm. both charging. But oh, that's I, I wild. didn't get to the point of... Oh, so you the, can connect. So if you have one changed. connected to the wall, you can connect another one to that one and charge? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even yeah. know that. That's, that's I did that because I was using a two laptop setup while streaming... Uh, the Switch Jackbox games with friends over Zoom. We had one laptop for us and one laptop that was streaming the huh. game. That's clever. clever. I don't have even one Mac laptop with USB-C, so I cannot answer this question. Uh, we have two in the I'll house. It took, took me a minute to realize that, we, uh, but Karen's not going to loan me hers for this experiment, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Probably smart. And then finally, uh, to save time so we can do a bonus episode, E-Man asks, as a 30-year Mac user, it's the Macs from Apple that tend to get me excited. It's what drew me into the murky world of Apple-centric sites such as as the Apple Turns, Crazy Apple Rumors, and Daring Fireball. But it's been a while since I've been truly excited about a new Mac. (laughs) It really does say that. Should I dust off my excitement with the upcoming Apple Silicon-based Macs? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. I'm I'm super excited. (laughs) No. <laughs> no, I think it's good. I think they'll be. I think they'll be good, but they're not going to be. I don't expect them to be dramatically different, other than the fact that they have a different chip in them. Do you? Yeah, but I think for me, what what I'm excited about is not just the the prospect of a you know a new design or something. It's the fact of like running iOS apps on on the Mac to me still feels kind of magical. I'm excited about the possibilities that that might open it up. Also, feels kind of like like dumb too <laughs> i don't imagine i mean they're not all going to run great on the mac maybe it'll not but a lot of them it'll will be interesting um and i think i mean i think the speed and the power stuff is is probably going to be the best part 
I don't know. It seems like the biggest possible possible shift that we've had in the Mac in a very long time, yeah. basically since the Intel transition. Right. So yeah, maybe maybe it won't be cool to run iOS apps. Maybe most of them will be garbage. But like everybody was very excited when Intel Max happened. It's like I can run Windows stuff on them. And it's like how often do I do that? Almost never. Yeah, <laughs> I almost never do it. So at that point, I feel like I have much more usage out of running iOS stuff on my Mac than I would Windows stuff. Okay. And now this. 